Seb, you're you're really handsome. I think. Seb. Oh, thank you. Good haircut. And unprompted. And unprompted by anything, everyone just wanted to tell me. Dingling, I just got a call from the governor, and he says you're the handsomest boy in the whole place. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Whoops, were we just recording all of that? The whole entire place. Oh, oh, whoops, yeah, I started recording. You heard it here from... I'm so embarrassed. Wait, we're recording? I feel like any governor has a lot to worry about right now, so for him to take time out of his day to do that, I just really appreciate it. (laughs) And to call all the way to Canada... Did everyone actually start recording, though? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I'll keep you my dirty, dirty little, little secret. <laughs> dirty little secret. <laughs> you gotta do it with the voice. Just another regret. That's the word. You gotta do it with the voice. You the angst in your voice. Sorry. I'm not gonna do the, the pop punk man voice. I'll Someone keep else do you it, my dirty little secret. Adam, you're really good at that. I love that shit. I love that shit. Whoa, there's like, all the music in this movie is just, it's like that. Well, no, the rest of it is just weird covers of old pop songs. Yeah, the cover of Time After Time. Oh, yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah, there's this weird cover. There's a lot of ska as well. There is? <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, anyone else here loves ska? That's so hey, ska. It, My do dad you guys know, does. You guys know the Twitter joke about ska? No. What? What's wrong with ska? How can you make a joke about ska? It's good. What did <laughs> What did the waiter say at the ska restaurant? Why is everyone wearing Would suits? Would you like to... Oh. Would you like to hear the specials? <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> uh. That's really good. That's actually because the here. specials were a popular ska band. Adam, I guess oh. you don't like ska that much. <laughs> I just don't like people hating on ska. I feel like ska That's a positive joke. Don't put me no, on. I know, I know. That was funny. Fun. I didn't know who they were. <laughs> Fun ska story. Um, I haven't listened to much ska. I just like, I think it's cool. Toronto... <laughs> Uh, artist Alicia Nada once I was doing a workshop with her at the AGO and my friend Holly had like a patch on her jacket that was like checkerboard background and she said that's so ska and then walked <laughs> away so thank you Alicia it is so ska <laughs> Alicia is pointing at your art which is hanging on my wall shout out Alicia we don't know if you've ever listened or know what this is but we love you Yeah. is you that wait at... that's the art behind you that the green one. Oh. She's so cool. She works at. Give me free things from your store. <laughs> wow, we're giving Alicia Nada a shout out, and we don't even know if she's listened to the podcast. Involuntary docs as shout out. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we can beef that part. <laughs> I'd love a sponsorship. Oh, a sponsorship. A ska. <laughs> That was a stretch. That joke was from the hardtimes.net, just to, to credit where credit was due. Thank you, Hard Times. <laughs> Thanks. What Hard podcast time. are we? What What's the concept and what's it called? So we talk about Scott. This American here. Life. 
this all-American <laughs> rejects life. Hi, I'm Ira Glass. Oh my god! <laughs> that was great. Hey, we got it. Hey, Ira, can you do the intro for this podcast? <laughs> I guess. Oh my god, get- Funky, you just threw that out of nowhere. What the heck? That was great. Oh my gosh, it'll come back later. Sorry, Ira that- is in the studio <laughs> with us. That. Uh, today we are talking. No, I fucking can't do it. <laughs> and I, I like that podcast. It just can't, whatever. I forget his shtick. I used to listen to it a, a while ago, though. But uh, good podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what else is a good podcast? <laughs> is it whack? Wow! What's that about, Ira? <laughs> I believe that's a podcast where we talk about movies and debate their whackness. Whack not meaning good or bad, but um, whatever it means to us on a given day. Yes. It Sometimes changes every nothing. single day. <laughs> um, and I also believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that we're in the middle of a miniseries called The Whack Pack, where we are assembling a pack of whack people. Yes. <laughs> we are talking about movies in which a team is assembled and we're taking someone from each of these movies and assembling our own whack pack. So far we've assembled um, Oh yeah, I want that hear. person from Tag. What's her name? Isla again? Fisher. Isla Fisher from Tag. Isla the oh, marching guys, band. You picked from... Isla, I love her. Yeah. Listen to the listen to your own podcast. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> Anna's got nothing to say on that. <laughs> the marching band from Dave Chappelle's block party. Crowd pleaser. Everyone loves those guys. And uh Sleepy. Yeah, from James Coburn. The Magnificent Seven. Sleepy. His name is we not have Sleepy. A, Do we know what these people are gonna be doing? Something. I think we'll figure it out once we got them all together. Fan uh, so fiction. Based on their... It'll be like Firefest. Based on their skills, <laughs> they will like have a task. Interesting. <laughs> and they'll accomplish it somehow. <laughs> I bet you like everybody's going to be useless and the marching band's just going to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> what did we watch today? Or for today? We watched... Um, a childhood favorite of mine, John Tucker Must Die. Mm. <laughs> Which is a JTMD. Movie. Yeah. Sure. It's Sorry. A, <laughs> it's like one of those like teen movies that I watched when I was younger and I was like, ooh, this is like inappropriate for me. I don't really get what all of, some of these jokes are referring to, but I like it. Mm. And I don't know. I it's what I, I think I have kind of nostalgia blinders on, so like the quality of the film isn't up for question for me because I'm just like I watch it. I re- saw it as a kid and then I'll watch it again. And <laughs> yeah. So that's the movie. Mm. Uh yeah. Not what What was your first experience with it? Like when when was the first time you watched it? I don't remember, like, it was probably at a sleepover. Like, I remember this, um, Bring It On, All or Nothing, which was the one with Solange and Hayden Panettiere and Rihanna, and Stick It, the gymnastics movie. That's such a good movie. These, yeah, these were, like, the movies that we just watched on repeat. So I I, I don't remember the first time I saw it. I've seen it so many times. Um, 
Yeah. And what? what's your name? Oh, Hannah. <laughs> Hi, Hannah. Oh, oh I see. Oh, cool, Hannah. Cool. But you can call me Hana if you want. It makes me sound fancy. Hana. Yeah. No. I guess so. I sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't like yeah, it. I mean. Don't do it. <laughs> um. What are you, your names? I'm Funky. <laughs> I'm Funky. Um, I was going to watch this movie at 3 a.m. last night, and I was so stressed. I was like, oh, what's the movie? What are we watching? Is it Furious? No, you, you were going to watch Fast Five at 3 a.m. last night. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Fast and the Furious Five? I'm going to watch it. And then Seb was like, no, it's not. Save my life. Honestly, save my life. I would have stayed what? up all night watching Fast and the Furious and then not have been able to participate on this podcast. Would you so. have watched the entire franchise up till five? No, I hope not. I hope okay. something would have stopped me from watching every single one. Um, but this movie was was uh, was pretty fun. I liked it. My first experience was uh, today, and uh, I feel like I missed out on this one. It came out in two thousand six. Was it a youngin? But yeah, I missed this. This was a fun movie. I wish I saw it when I was younger. Damn. What about the rest of you? Hi, I'm Nara. I have seen this film three times in the past year. Oh Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The first time I watched it was, according to Letterboxd, in October of 2019. And then I watched it again in like April with my friend Tessa while we were in quarantine. We watched it together via the internet. And then I watched it again half last night, half this morning. And... Can I just say, the first two times I watched it, it was a great time. <clears throat> Love this movie. Third time watching it, it did lose half a star on my Letterboxd review. But you know wow. what? Whoa, wow. where did that half a star? Half. Still Come. sitting pretty at three stars, so. Why did it lose half a star? You <sighs> <laughs> should watch it three times in one year, and then you will know. <laughs> I would True. say this is definitely... a in my books like a three star movie like i would never give it more than that but i i like it enough that it can have three stars mm-hmm. it, so it I, is at three stars yeah yeah i gave it three stars i, was, I feel i was being generous shut up <laughs> but <laughs> who are you oh my name's seb oh that's a cool name thank you and also you're really handsome thank yeah. you wait are we recording it comes up every once in a while. Oh, we were talking about nice. that sub. I meant the other, <laughs> sub, the really handsome sub. The governor didn't call for me. No, sorry, he was talking about. Sub. He was talking about buff sub. Yeah, buff sub. When's buff sub gonna come back on this pod? I miss that. I guy. ask myself that question every day. <laughs> I I saw. Are you still getting? Are you the... still getting buff? Are you still buff? Hey. Um. Luke told me that the workout I was doing is not enough to make you buff. It's only enough to stave <laughs> off your muscles completely atrophying. That's the That's... worst news to hear. Seb Which is, is more, too bad. Seb is That's more than his buff bod, so let's move on. He's got a brain. I know. Yeah. I was just wondering. I know it's defined me in the past, but I'm trying to move on from that. <laughs> okay. So, I saw this film on Sunday because I thought we were going to record on Monday, and I've seen a yeah, three or three films since then and this film has completely disappeared from my memory but i will try my best 
I never saw it as a kid, but my cool older cousin Benese saw it, and she told me the title and the premise, and I thought, wow, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. And I stand by that. Killer title and premise. <laughs> uh, yeah, killer title. I thought they were going to try and kill him. <laughs> yeah. I was worried he was getting to that point, too. Um, my name is also Adam. Uh, also Adam. Because uh, you might know another Adam. We're all um, named Adam here. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should all be named Adam here. This is the longest intro Someday. of history. Yeah. How long have we been going? Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, this is my first time seeing it, but um, I've seen Mean Girls countless times, and I feel like I've already seen this uh, because I've seen Mean Girls countless times. I kind of feel like... Uh, here's a joke I've prepared. <clears throat> this... <laughs> Okay, uh, here's a joke I prepared. I feel like this film uh, johns a lot of beats from Mean Girls, but tucks them all up. I, uh, I also, oh, I, as, as someone who has also seen Mean Girls a million times, I reject that uh, statement. What does it take from Mean Girls? Just that there are Mean Girls. There's some girls. Mean Girls in it. No, it's the same thing. It's like it's they, there's a high school. Okay, there's don't you remember school, that part mean in girls. Mean Girls where they put estrogen capsules in his like protein powder, and then he gets really sensitive at a basketball game? I mean, all that stuff is very similar, just in terms of like uh, they all have this common hatred about this like very popular uh, high school person, and then concoct this like e secret plan where like uh, they're gonna like step by step try to destroy their reputation but it actually like makes a they the person continues to uh own each of these things that is like intended to ruin their reputation mm -hmm. and then they try to sneak this person who's like the shy new girl who no one knows is anonymous into the proximity of like popular person but then shy mean shy girl actually uh starts to love this and uh. become a part of it uh, and then they have to, you know, whatever. Yeah, but... I can see a bit of that. Perhaps then it's in pretty premise, similar. But I would say Mean Girls is about the perils of toxic femininity, whereas John Tucker <laughs> Must Die is about the perils of toxic masculinity. So... Ooh. Yeah, I don't think they're thematically similar. Or, I mean, I guess there's some similarities, but... Yeah, Mean Girls is, uh, is great and about how you shouldn't be mean to each other. And this one is all about this guy that everyone's obsessed with. But this movie is about how everyone lies and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the stated message of this film. Sure, that's the stated message, but um, my academic reading is more about, uh, about the effects of toxic masculinity. And mm. so that is my thesis. Well, Whereas I'm excited mean to girls hear. Girls is yeah. also don't be mean, but it's also about the culture of interpersonal relationships between young women and the competitive uh, spirit we feel towards each other, and we're in, kind of conditioned to have. And, yeah, I just want to make but, it clear: I wasn't ragging on Mean Girls at all. That's one of my favorite movies. I know you're not ragging on Mean Girls. Don't worry. Okay. This movie does lift the completely unremarkable filmmaking of Mean Girls, but it leaves. All of the screenplay's insight and comedy. This is what I would say if I was a hacky newspaper reviewer from 2006. Well, are you gonna give which us is my dream. A summary, Quinn? 
So I didn't mean to hijack this podcast with all this negativity right away. I want to hear why you like it. We're I'm, not, I'm not coming the, into Adam, mean. I'm not coming into rag. I just Adam, wanted to tell my funny fun. joke. We're becoming mean girls because my of really you, funny Adam. funny joke. <laughs> yeah, don't be such. Add a John Adam to my burn books. <laughs> okay. I do sorry. a real quick summary corner. Yes. Yeah. Duh. There's a killer premise to this film. Okay. There's a girl called Katie. She's our main Kate. character. Kate. Kate. Yeah, and, and the person uh, from Mean Girls is named Katie. That's completely different. <laughs> actually, Kate isn't really that important to the central premise. What's actually going on is there's a very popular guy called John Tucker, who everyone thinks is attractive and cool, and he is simultaneously dating three girls without their knowledge of this situation or each other. Um, and uh, they, through a kind of coincidence, they all figure it out. And our main character, Kate, uh, who has kind of been watching them all from a distance, becomes a centerpiece in their plan to get revenge on John Tucker. And you sound really excited about it. I think it's a great premise. I was just trying to remember. <laughs> I... Yeah, I I really like the recruitment of her and the whole team because mm-hmm. I didn't think I, they really didn't like each other at the start, um, and that, throughout the course of the movie, you see them become more friends uh, or closer and become more like friends, even though they're just like doing this for some twisted reason. Um, <laughs> see, I think that should be the central plot of it. But I think what? that is an interesting part of it, like that really like the relationship that Kate gets in the end and the only one that she like actually cares about even aside from that other weird love story with the other Tucker John Tucker's brother <laughs> okay that's a thumbs um, down damn damn sorry I'm excited to hear about um, that later I like that dude but uh, you like Dan Humphrey <laughs> but um I would say like the most important relationship for her is like those other girls like it is the friends and you can see like the only reason she's doing any of this is for them is like she doesn't really want to it's against kind of her nature and yeah maybe she gets wrapped up in the charming guy but like it's only at the risk of losing the friends really that she kind of doubles down like and I find that really interesting like maybe the movie doesn't go like at the end and the most important thing is friends but you kind of can get that gist yeah i no, i felt that too that that's one of the parts i really liked like especially during the second half of the movie it felt like like a rom-com that the main character didn't want to be in but was like only there because of the friends and it was like she was just like constantly like checking what they wanted to do and like this is cool it was really fun and i've never really seen a movie do that so this is cool for that. Um, but yeah, I, w- I wish it leaned more into the friendship part. Um, yeah. I guess it does it at the end a bit when they're like, ooh, we can like set up all these like spy stuff. And then she's like, or we could just hang out and be friends. Um, like that was a good- In the last uh, like two minutes of the film. Right, <laughs> that was a, a good throwaway line. But like if there was more of a culmination of that uh, nice energy they had towards each other, I think that would have been nice. Yeah, I think it's like, that is like to me like way more compelling like 
Or, like, I guess it's a compelling premise that they, like, come together and take down this guy, but I wish more of the story was about them, like, actually coming together and developing a friendship and relationship with one another instead of, like, the relationship between Kate and John Tucker. But I feel like that's what happens in the end, is that, like, you know, the, their plan kind of falls through, whatever, and they're like, but we have each other. Girl power. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just want to see more of them. <laughs> I just want to see less of John. Yeah, yeah, like, I see all that stuff in theory. And and don't get me wrong, I love an unlikely friendship. That's, like, my favorite thing in the friggin' world. Um, but I just never got a sense of them as friends beyond their mutual fascination with John Tucker. Like, and I, I know... Very I, mean to each other. Yeah, yeah, like, throughout all of it, uh, all that they seem to do is talk about John Tucker and obsess over him and still seem to be, like, in love with him at the end. Um and yeah, so I, I like all that stuff in theory that it's like they begin their friendship with this common hatred of John and that it slowly leads to, hey, well, maybe we actually are all just friends. I just never felt like I experienced any of that in the movie. I feel like at the end, the movie tells us that they're all friends and they've been friends and they've been growing to closer throughout the film. But I don't think it really shows that at all. I think it shows it at some points, but it's kind of buried like when there's a moment rep do you guys remember when he was like outside of kate's house in the jeep and was like oh i gotta like zoom away and then crashes into the trash can i thought that like they seemed like they were having really (laughs) oh yeah uh, a really fun time together and we're like laughing and pushing each other around which like reminds me of like a sleepover or or kind of deal like watching a movie but they were just like watching uh tucker um no they're playing video games Oh, they were? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I just saw them looking at the window. I, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah. <laughs> you like, of all people. Sorry, that, that um, I know, I missed the video game. Um, but like, sorry, there, there was a couple of moments like that where I was like, okay, I can see them being friends. But then also, they would just like turn on each other so quickly. And I was like, <laughs> okay. what? Well, as someone who has been a teenage girl, I'm not making a generalization, but a lot of what we did was talk and obsess about boys, and also we were very flippant with, like, when we were friends with each other. Not saying all teenage girls are like that, but, like, I don't know. I Maybe that's... Is that bad for me to say? I don't know. No? I just, no, you can say I don't know what it's like it's to like be a teenager. It's like when people are like, all Taylor Swift does is write about boys. I'm like, yeah, she, she, when she was, like, 19, of course, that's all I would write about, too. Not that that's all 19-year-old girls care about, but, like, guys, like, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> Do we think this passes the Bechdel test? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. But also... It must. Maybe. Or, I her and her mom, maybe? talk about John Tucker. But her and her mom are talking about the about dating. I think there needs to be a uh, Tucker test. If there's uh, a scene without them talking about Skip. You guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Allison Bechtel has gone and said that the Bechtel test should not actually be used as a standard of judging movies because the Bechtel test was from a cartoon and it's that's there are much more interesting and uh, in depth and nuanced ways to criticize a movie's approach to women and feminism than just the Bechdel test. It's literally from- It was a cultural critique. It was not meant to like prove a movie valid or not. Yeah, it's like, you know, like- Yeah. Yeah. 
Alison Bechtel rules. Have you guys read Fun Home? No. No. Yeah. That's like the best book ever. It's very sad. So, hey, there's Fun Home right there. <laughs> yeah, Bodhi's yeah. friend. Pretty cool. And the sequel to it, Are You My Mother, is also amazing. Oh, I haven't seen or read that one yet. I cannot I'm a big read. Bechtel fan. Well, there's a lot <laughs> of pictures. Books, so. not, it's not a real. lot of pictures. Okay. Not real books. The musical is also really good. The musical adaptation like of Fun Home. I don't want to brag or anything, but I saw it on <clears throat> Broadway. That doesn't exist anymore, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> can I say? Well, can I saw I say it before something? it disappeared. Yeah. Can I say something slightly on topic? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Can you acknowledge I, my brag, though? No. Nice brag. <laughs> I love the way that it sets up them all meeting. I think it's a really good piece of plotting where it's kind of silly, but John Tucker kind of winks at like a coach, uh, older female coach, and she has like a heart attack, which is very silly. But then the narration comes in and Kate says, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, no one could have predicted the events of, what? what's the thing called? It's like- Acute, um, it's a, so, acute angina with No, but like heart? the day that it happened. The day, it's some like, it's like, uh, like Black Friday or something. Yeah, it's like Black Tuesday or something. It's just like this big epic name. And then the idea is that since one of the gym teachers uh, either died or had to no, go on no, leave or safe. whatever. She was fine. Okay. They said she was in stable condition. Okay, well, she had to go yeah. on leave. So um, all the gym girls' gym classes get combined. So that's all the girls. how all the girls meet each other because John Tucker has uh, kept them all secret. Uh, from one another by saying he has to like uh, uh, keep them dating uh, secret for football reasons or basketball, basketball reasons. Basketball. 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 I, I, I Come on. plays basketball football. so many times. I don't know why me? I said football. This isn't Riverdale. I know. Okay, sorry. It's really hot. But I just thought that was a really good piece of plotting because <laughs> yeah, he it's, is really hot. Okay, that's the point of the movie. <laughs> it's it's a it's a very silly, but it's a consequence of John being like flirty or whatever. You know, it's his yeah. own fault, but still, it's this mythic thing where they all come together. I also yeah. I thought it was part. cool. It I like the way they introduce it at the restaurant too, where it's like every time yeah, she comes that's out great. the doors, like that a lot. Because yeah. uh, Kate Kate works at the restaurant, so she sees him going on the dates with so different girls. <laughs> I hated when he was on his last date with the vegan girl. It was just like, hey, you guys serve animals here? After <laughs> eating lobster so like before, I'm like, bro. Come on. Yeah, and I then, thought that was so jokes. The, the vegan girl Beth is like explaining their relationship, and she's like, "We both have a vegan, non-violent outlook on life." <laughs> and it's, but what I think is really interesting, and I don't even know if the movie's trying to do this, um, but I this was what I kind of picked up on this watching was like the ways that like they're trying to tear him down by breaking down his masculinity or like the kind of yeah. myth of his masculinity and so they do it through all these like ways they make it seem like he has an STI which is kind of questionable um they give him estrogen also I mean everything they do is questionable um, make him wear panties and then they and the whole idea is that everything he does he figures out a way to like make it more attractive about him and I kind of found that like interesting and kind of the way that like 
the idea that like if when the right man co-ops something that is like culturally seen as like feminine how suddenly like men certain men usually straight masculine presenting men who kind of decide to take on quote-unquote feminine things are kind of celebrated in our culture as if they're like pioneers of something that like women and queer people have been doing for however long so i, I find every time the you know the very a dude paints like, his um, nails or something yeah dude paints oh my his God. Nails or he talks oh about God. his feelings which is like great that's good for you but like women and and queer people and like people who don't have this kind of like masculinity whatever like we're we do that and there's something problematic about it or like we're too emotional or it's too this and i found that that was kind of an interesting thing the movie was doing without i don't know if it was purposely commenting on well, that at the end they do bring it back to that where it's like at the party that dude with like the awful mullet and the gross outfit like throws his drink at like the girls because they're like yeah we lied to like do this but he's also been lying and then he's like yeah i've been lying and it's wrong and you shouldn't lie but then the dude is like but you get so many girls and then they like applaud him for it but then all the women get like people throwing like drinks at them right but yeah, i feel like they sorry oh yeah no i i think that like yeah there is something potentially interesting in that that he does get uh celebrated for doing these quote unquote unmasculine things it just felt like the movie was like uh the joke like we're supposed to be laughing at the fact that he is doing all these quote-unquote unmasculine things and then like it's again something to kind of laugh at that he like owns it because it's like oh well wouldn't it be like wild for a man to do all this because even at the very end like the very last beat of the movie (laughs) is uh the four of them laughing at like all these guys for wearing thongs and uh yeah, it just seems like the movie thinks that it's really funny uh, that a quote-unquote masculine guy would do these, like, unmasculine things. I well, no, mm-hmm. I, and I agree. Like, I don't think that this is the movie's commentaries, like, or intentional commentary. But I think as, like, a cultural artifact from 2006, when movies were very much adhering to these kind of like male and female binaries in like a way that was quite sexist and quite like you know girls in denim mini skirts and guys with their like six packs or whatever i think it's interesting to see like even if the movie wasn't trying to comment on it how you can kind of read it now in that way like Mm -hmm. i just i don't know i i found that this time around that was kind of what I was paying attention to I suppose like the fact that like he gets more girls because he has a breakdown on the basketball court and starts crying and we're supposed to be like wow this guy's invincible ha 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 but then you see like John Mayer types and like guys that do go out and do that and they're like like sexy whereas like female musicians who do the same thing are like crazy and they're hysterical and I do think it weirdly comments on this double standard. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are you are you saying it? The work comments on it, even if it was not purposeful by the writer. Well, yeah, maybe it's not commenting; it's capturing it in a way that we can. So, are you saying not death of the author, death of John Tucker? What? 
That's a great joke. I don't get it. Come on. That joke's a 10. I don't get it. That joke is a 10. My brain? No. (laughs) Can you explain it? Well, the death of the author is the idea that you can look at a work beyond the writer's intent, right? Which is what (laughs) Hannah's doing. And the movie is called John Tucker Must Die. Yeah. So it's the death of John Tucker. (laughs) It's funny. Wow, this movie's so deep. <laughs> but I do think it's Can like, you cut that out? I think, I oh, think it's a movie so okay. to ride off because it is such a artifact of its time. Like, it really is this kind of, like, 2006 movie. And it's easy to be like, yeah, it's kind of stupid and, like, definitely a bit sexist and, like, whatever. But I think it's actually, like, worth examining within that context and, like, and then within like this context, there's a reason why, even though it's a movie that like, it's a the main characters are women, but it doesn't seem to like the women that much. Uh, no, yeah, no, it doesn't. But the same, but for this, but at the same time, I only know women that were. I mean, I'm sure there are guys that like this movie, but it's just like, if for like, there's a reason why it must have like beyond just thinking that it was so funny why like I still like watch it and I think it's interesting to think about there's a lot of movies from that kind of period in the early 2000s where I'm like this is like sexist and like I think it's sort of marketed towards me it's confusing and I don't like it but I kind of still enjoy it and I don't know maybe this is just a personal experience I don't yeah well I no Nara go ahead oh I was just gonna say on that it's like I think that's also why, like, after watching it, like, three times in such a short amount of, like, short span of time, I don't like it as much. Because at first, it's, like, when I first watched it, I was just, like, oh, this is just, like, a fun, like, early 2000s, like, uh, more marketable, like, studio attempt at, like, girl power. And that's kind of funny, but I also appreciate that they're doing it. And um, it's, like, like, at least they're trying something interesting and I can, like, kind of laugh at it, but, like appreciate like its intent but then now watching it it's like all those issues like where it's like oh they really do just hate the female characters and um john like most like it's like they it is kind of like really sexist it's like i can't look past it at this point watching it three times which i think is why it diminishes in value (laughs) that's totally fair um it's it's super post-feminist like Like, it's not It yeah. like, takes the fact that girl power was popularized by like the early 2000s and late 90s and it kind of runs with that a bit but then it's also like but girls are sluts. Yeah, they Slut say in the truck. Yeah, I do think that uh movies marketed towards like men and young boys have their own problems with like toxic masculinity and stuff, but most of them are still like empowerment fantasies. I feel like a lot of movies marketed towards young women at this time uh, just hate women so much and have this like ingrained um, self-hatred that they're kind of pushing. This one maybe not as extreme, but uh, I do think it's very weird well, even, how femininity is presented in this movie. Like I going back to Mean Girls, one of my favorite movies, but it, even with that, it's kind of like, oh, girls have to stop like behaving this way with each other. But it is also kind of like, but teenage girls. It's it, it kind of in a way like re so well like, 
it, it, it gives more life to the myth that teenage girls have this inherent evilness about them. Well, it's because it's like the way, I think the way these movies are commenting on it, it's like, this is a teenage girl problem. This isn't a problem that like society has perpetuated within itself. It's like, yeah. this is, there. it's like this problem exists because of teenage girls. It's not like this problem exists because of like um, patriarchal and like white supremacist like um, powers have like, built it to be this way um so it's like yeah it's also like one of those things where it is like obviously there are films that have been made like before this and have been made for a long time and works that have been made for a long time that are like by women and about women and about similar issues that are like really progressive and really like radical and great at undoing that but like they're probably just like not like they're not as marketable and they're not as like popular to like a general audience so it's like that it is like one of those things like in the early 2000s late 90s where it is it's like this is kind of just like the first step this is like acknowledging the issue but not actually working to solve it well yeah totally it's like the same way you have like i i mentioned this off air but i watched she's the man around the same time i watched this because i uh they both have that all american reject song in it and i was like <laughs> Yeah, this movie, loved it as a kid. Like, it was still, like, fun to watch. Love a Shakespeare uh, adaptation from that time because they're all kind of, like, fun. But, um, and Amanda Bynes is great in it. But it's also still hates women a bit. Like, and it's kind of like, oh, girls can do whatever guys can do. But again, they're also sluts. And, like... The ones that aren't the girls that want to do the things that guys do are, they suck. It's like, you either are a girl trying to play soccer or you're a slut in a miniskirt and you can't just be multifaceted, which it's this like Madonna whore complex that is like actually very prevalent in films that are marketed towards girls and we were supposed to be empowered by. And like, I think even from that time period another great example of like like jennifer's body we all kind of know now that like no not that the film itself but the way it was marketed kind of to be one of these types of movies and it's actually for its time a very progressive film with the way it goes about gender and femininity and and you know sexuality too yeah exactly and but it like this the John Tucker must die type films were what were marketable and it kind of got sold in that sense as being one. And it's really, it was really disappointing watching this and I don't know more on their like friendship between the girls, but they do insult each other for all of these different reasons, but they never unpack why those are wrong to th- those insults are wrong to each other. Like they're like, Oh, that girl, she just has a short skirt. Ah, I hate her. But then they're friends, like, they don't even talk about how you, you were just so mean at her for no reason. Um, could we specific. could we talk about the team itself and the archetypes the movie creates for them? Yes. Because I think they are was... very strange. Well, I think they're strange. I feel like they're so, like, basic. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the three basic archetypes. Mean cheerleader. Girl who runs the local TV station in the school who is also a hacker. No, she's and like she's like the preppy like, like overachiever. Genius, prep, she's genius. a preppy. Okay, 
Which means that she runs the TV station and she's no, a hacker? It's, it's the school news station and she's she not just a knows how Yeah, but they have... She knows how okay, to use okay, computers. Sure. She's just good at texting. She has connects. It's 2016. Okay, sure. They were A-B teaching coding nerd. to three-year-olds then. And the third classic archetype in the language of the movie, vegan slot. <laughs> Yes, that uh, <laughs> character. Um, uh, yeah, uh, not great. That was the uh, worst character. Defining of that character. I'm, I mean, every joke. There's the best countless jokes about them being a quote unquote slut. Basically, is everything. Is that an archetype? Everything um, about like them comes back to, oh, well, yeah, you have sex a lot. I will so say. So you suck. But <laughs> there is. Ki- it's kind of the idea of, like, the li- the girl that's, like, so, like, liberal that she's, like, liberal in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> Which, yeah, what does I that mean, mean? It means that the early 2000s were sexist, guys. It means that this <laughs> movie has a very regressive idea it's this of, idea of uh, like, gender. If a, if a girl is like progressive then she's like progressive she's easy she's she doesn't follow these rigid systems she's a slut because we follow the rigid systems but she you know whatever yeah. best performance i think she's, though probably, most engaging performance she's the best character in the favorite film. character in the movie she's, she's so much yeah i think so she's so film. fun i think sophia bush is great in that role i yeah i like her but the movie, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, guys, it was 2006. We were not talking about slut shaming at that time. Like, really. <laughs> favorite... Sorry, oh, yeah, Funke, please. Uh, my favorite characters are in these kind of like high school movies with a few main characters are always the side characters that have names, but have like one or two scenes. Like, <laughs> oh, the guy with the popcorn, the guy who's obsessed with popcorn. Oh, I didn't even notice him. That guy's funny. That but... guy, he was like in the first scene, he's like, I want popcorn. And then like later in the movie, he comes in with his like mascot head and it's full of popcorn. Oh. And the yeah, guy that was kind of jokes, I guess. Stink. Yeah, I think that's, that's the same, same guy. guy. But yeah, that's... there's so many great memorable but characters. <laughs> I really, two that popped out for me was Molly, the cheerleader, who, when Kate joined the team, <laughs> has been like wanting to be on the top of the pyramid the whole time. And she's just like, oh, great, <laughs> perfect. Like, that was it's your first day. Of course, you deserve the top. I love the coach that's like really is trying to be supportive of whatever John's going through, but he's like so like freaked out by him being like expressing like feminine traits that he's like, I'm trying to support you here, John, but this is too much for me. And he's just like this old Especially with the playoffs coming up. Yeah, he's like, I can't deal with this. Thongs, we're playing basketball here. (laughs) Wait, who's the like goth girl at the beginning in the gym class who like look the coach says her name and she's like, My name's Letitia or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Well, and then what, she's what silent. Was the joke there? Uh, it was the goth. joke that like she's a pale white goth girl, and and of course her name wouldn't be Letitia. Yeah, it's it's not oh, a joke. But yeah. very bad. I thought it was a. Goth. But is she like? Did she change her name to Letitia, no, or I think, I think that's her real name? Like and... she's going. They're like, oh, look at this like phase this girl's going through, and she's taking on this name that's obvious. I don't know. It's. It's such a weird joke. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't really, yeah. It's a, it's great. De- there are a lot of really great details included in this film. I just looked it up, and this film was written by a man, but directed by a woman. If that gives us any insight into it, interesting. Hmm. I uh. Hmm. I like the girl that Kate works with. That yes, yes, that was another one. And then with the girl oh, yeah. on the boat, and she's like. 
She dropped that, the that, entire tray on the floor crying. I was like... One of the few plus, jokes that really made plus. me laugh is when that character's introduced and she's like kind of giving the history of John Tucker and, and then Kate's like, like, how do you know all about this? And then she just starts crying. That's great. <laughs> just a hunch. Can I, can I say, the mom character I think is actually a really good character for the little bits that she is in the film. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Noted anti-vaxxer uh, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, I wish it was someone else. I also don't think she's very good in it. Hell yeah. Who is the actress? Um, Jenny McCarthy. Je- Jenny McCarthy. Famous anti-vaxxer. Hell yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was like interesting that there was like. Yeah. I just like. Yeah, it's. I also. I thought... It's at least the most interesting thing for me about Kate that she has like. Uh... Yeah. She she hates all these dudes that have mistreated her mom so much that she yeah. has like this, uh, I guess just toxic understanding of relationships in general, and also has this like immediate hatred of John Tucker because she relates him to like one of those fuckboys. That's interesting. I think that's great actually. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think it's a great start. Well, yeah, that's I think what I said. The... I said it's interesting. I think it's I like, interesting. Do... Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say I think it's interesting, and I think. I don't know. I personally think Kate is a very boring character, which I guess is kind of the point. Mm-hmm. Even though we're supposed to like like her at the end, I think. But I just there's like nothing that makes me like her I, at all at any point. But I think like seeing her with her mom at least like if her mom was just like mentioned in the beginning of the story and like the romantic like um, things were just mentioned, but then her mom never came back in as a character. I think. I would not know much about Kate at all if it wasn't for like the little like back and forth with her mom where her mom is like, I'm sorry that I affected you this way, but I'm trying to like make it work and stuff like that. I don't know. I just thought it was like more dimension to this otherwise pretty bland. But I, I think, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say on top of that, like it also is a nice break because Kate is always like either acting in front of John Tucker or planning how to act in front of John Tucker. So like, this Mm -hmm. was kind of her like green room, just like, relaxing talking to her mom being like okay but it tensions were high still in those scenes yeah at some points i, I like that it was her green room <laughs> cool cool expression i have a i hate you come up with that bland hey guys i was curious a genuine question i've never heard that no Sorry. no i didn't <laughs> sorry go ahead go ahead though hannah you were talking from the movie green room i uh I hate bland chick flick protagonists and Kate, I feel like could fall into that, but I actually appreciate her maybe because I genuinely relate to her and that like, like I just, I always find like, I'm kind of like, I'm very kind of excited by like people that seem more exciting than me. And like when I was younger and the idea that like she, is really doing whatever anyone tells her to. And, like, maybe you would think that's because she lacks autonomy or thought for herself, but it's not. It's actually very clear that it's because she genuinely wants to be, like, accepted for once. And, like, I think that, like, there's a way that they could have done it where her clumsiness is so unbearable, where it's like, oh, my God, she's trying and she can't do it. But, like, I find it's <laughs> endearing. Maybe it's just I like Britney Snow, and, like, I feel like I just have, like, a personal like appreciation for her i think it's funny she's that she's britney smoke britney snow and she has a six-pack in the film and yet well she has abs you know when they 
And oh no, I, why is that funny? That because, does she not have a six pack now? No, because the film is like this girl is so bland and invisible and her mom's so hot and like this girl plays the hot mean girl in every other movie like, <laughs> yeah. it's I, so weird yeah I thought that um listen I love mean girls as I said so I love a movie where the character uh as they get deeper into this lie really changes and becomes quite a different person and then it's like they can't even see who the real them is anymore but I felt like that was very half-assed in this movie. She never really seemed to change all that much, uh, in my opinion. Like, I guess as she's on those, like, pseudo-dates with John, you know, she's taking cues from these other pe- from, uh, you know, her squad. But I never really felt like she got that deep into the lie and actually really changed as a person in any way where you couldn't recognize who the real her was anymore. I guess- she just has friends now. But, like, I think her whole character arc is that she immediately writes people off. With girls, it's, like, assuming they'll write her off. With guys, assuming that, like, they're the types of guys she's grown up seeing. And she learns that John Tucker, maybe he sucks. There's more to him, though, than just this kind of mythos mythos of this guy. And with the girls that she usually would kind of be, like, dismiss as being a certain type of girl that wouldn't go along with her, she's, like oh, I am friends with them. And I feel like the whole, like, I think the idea is more that she's trying to do this live, but she's not very good at it. She kind of breaks through it a lot. It's not very convincing. And her problem, she's not the one with the lying problem. It seems to be a lot of everyone else around her. She kind of is like a pretty grounded person at the beginning of the film. I don't know. Can I say, can I say two Kate things real quick? Yeah. I love that she's a waitress, and it reminds me, I think there's this kind of, like, Fight Club-esque idea. In Fight Club, you know, he recruits all these, like, working-class people who people don't really notice mm-hmm. to do, like, these, like, missions or whatever. So he has access to all these buildings and stuff because he knows all the security guards and the cooks and whatever. And I thought there was this cool idea where she's in a position where she's, like, kind of invisible to society, and she's also invisible socially in high school, and she... but. As a result of that, she can see all the patterns that other people can't see. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's like fully uh, realized, but also uh, even not being a teenage girl, the idea that they're all working together to make her into uh, like the perfect date or whatever really worked for me as an empowerment fantasy. I was like, that sounds so fun. Like, imagine if all these people were like, and they're like different types of people. And they're all working together to be like, we're going to make you the perfect version of all of us. Mm-hmm. And then obviously that's flawed and that would fall apart. I don't think it's super well executed. I just think it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I they also... Will... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to respond to the thing where it's like that Hannah was saying about how she like immediately writes everyone off. But she immediately writes everyone off except for Dan Humphrey, who is... I don't know his Ugh. name. Is his name Scott? Is that his name in this? The other, the other Tucker. Tucker. The other Tucker. But it's like... I thought his name was Penn Badgley. The IRL. Um, uh, who's Dan Humphrey? Oh my god, you've from never Gossip, watched Gossip, Gossip Girl. Girl. It's the exact shows. same character oh, okay. that he's playing in this, just in a different And show. in you. Yeah, I just wanted to um, clarify so we didn't end up with except, another Batman's I think it's, butler, Michael Caine. <laughs> Everyone knows who we're talking about when we say Batman's butler. <laughs> but it's just like, it goes back to that thing where she like immediately writes everyone off except for this guy. Because he's like 
alternative, quote unquote, because he's singing Cheap Trick and he's like kind of dweeby. <laughs> um, I think it's, I think it's, dweeby. she's recognizing someone what do you mean? who is similar to her in that way. Like she's seen people, she knows who are the people that kind of hang out on the outskirts like herself and she knows people that are in the center of things and like it makes sense also like you know he has like that long hair that's kind of like oh who's that boy when uh when he's talking about her kate he says she's not like other girls she listens to obscure (laughs) podcasts She's deep, bro. <laughs> she listens to Is It Whack? I know. That that's the podcast she was listening to. She's deep. Oh, my God. Guys, I'm making the art for this episode because I know what it's going to be. Can't wait to see. I feel like it was, it was pretty hard to listen to obscure podcasts in, like, 2006. Because yeah. there were only, like, four podcasts. Yeah, I didn't even know there was podcasts in 2006. Yeah, but she was I, on I, the I was listening web. to WTF. I just want to clarify. I, I, I wasn't saying that she doesn't change at all as a character. I think she does learn to like uh yeah i mean see the see the good in people i just meant like there's a crisis point uh in the third act of the movie where i believe it's her mom is saying uh to kate like you know you've changed so much like i don't even know who you are anymore like and you gotten like deep into this this you know chasing after this dude or whatever i don't remember what the quote is Mm -hmm. but it seems to be like a personal crisis point where it's like oh yeah who am i um and I just never got the sense that she actually fell really deep into this lie. Or that in going deep into this, like, lie, that she was becoming any worse of a person. Because the only thing that I saw that changed was that, like, yeah, she started to see that, hey, maybe John Tucker isn't as bad as I thought. Well, she kind but of... she was still going on with the the every prank, too. I mean, like, she was being malicious throughout the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Even if it had a reason, like she was doing those things to that guy. And even like, if he played it off was... too, but it was... she just always seemed pretty removed from it. Like I never, just, I just never got the sense that it actually like infected her psyche. She always seemed kind of like, yeah, I don't know if we should be doing this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would have liked it better for character, like if the characters were actually just sort of like mean and more jennifer's body like leaning kind of thing where it's like or like mean girls where she does actually become exactly like the person that she says that she despised right but the whole yeah but it's not that she despises these girls that she really wants them to accept her she's like had a moment of where it seems like they will and like i think the whole point is that it's clear through the get-go like it's not even just that like that's not the real her it's like she's not even good at it like she's that's not who she is at all she can't really keep up this facade and i think her mom is more talking about your the idea that you're trying to hurt someone like that's what is bothering me not that you're like pretending to be this perfect girl or whatever it's that her mom's like even if this guy sucks like it's not like you to want to actually go and then put that back onto them and make them feel that way okay that'd be better though could I pitch a no-brainer, I think, plot turn? Which I guess I just thought of, so maybe it's not a no-brainer. But uh, what if she starts dating the other Tucker, the brother, at the same time, and then she has become John Tucker? She's, like, keeping that secret, you know? That's mm. John Sorry, Tucker must die to the other Tucker. Well, wait, does but that no. exist? No, <laughs> it could. <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be so... I don't know. I just think she should be mean. I think she should be meaner. I think she shouldn't be this, like, weird, like, 
in between. I think that's also why, not to compare the two movies, because they're not the same besides, like, the girl power, like, aspect at all. But I do think, like, Jennifer's body, that's what works for me, is that the girls are just mean. They are just, like, I'm fed up with this, and I'm going to do something about it because nobody's going to listen, and being nice doesn't work. So I'm just going to be rude. I guess, but I just, I do think there is an overwhelming amount of movies from that time where it's, like, it is this, like, idea, like, teenage girls are mean. They're all, like, mean people to the core, and, like... But they're never mean to boys. They're always mean to each other, and if they're mean to boys, they're only mean to boys without social clout. And I want them to be mean to boys with social clout. Most of these girls are mean. It's just the protagonist who, like, she experiments with it but it's more realistic that she wouldn't be an all the way through mean person i don't see why that's like a flaw of the movie i feel like they do yeah. a good job at having people be pretty nasty to each other yeah i, I don't know i just think it'd be like more interesting well, i do think it'd be more interesting as an ending if everyone didn't go oh i guess i was doing something that's a little bit wrong and we're all the same and everything's fine now the yeah, ending is you know? wild. <laughs> Especially at his birthday party, I was like, what? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are having a blast now? Did I, did we not all experience the same movie? Uh, it's, it's like, like, it, it's like the conflict didn't matter at all. Like, nothing changed. Yeah. yeah. It's called I guess everything Tucker though. changed. Everything that happens at that birthday party is so <laughs> weird. John Tucker must embrace polyamory. Two thumbs up. <laughs> he must. He does. But everything in that birthday scene seems so weird and like half-assed to me. Like the video message on the van, it doesn't even show anything inflammatory. They shut it off before it gets mean. Before anything happens. Those random guys that show up for the first time and are just like, John's a man, John. And they're the (laughs) grossest looking guys you've ever seen. They're like, you get all the hot babes, screw women. (laughs) Why isn't that the basketball team? Wait, also I have a question. Because these are the like nerds that look up to him. Why wasn't he, like, disturbed when he's, like, why wasn't he, like, where did you get this weird footage of me on this date? (laughs) It was, like, the shot from the movie. It wasn't even a camcorder footage. It was, like, the -the over-the-shoulder shot from the movie. Her her head is in the shot, and it's, like, supposed to be... (laughs) I like That's, like, have you guys seen uh, The Princess Switch? (laughs) No. Wait, can you guys hear Hannah? Yes. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There's I this think my part. Thing is just really delayed. There's this part in the princess switch where they're getting like uh, top secret, like top secret, like covert photos of whatever. It's like spy photos, and then they show the photo, and it's like a glamorous headshot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, how did they get that photo? <laughs> I love how they got around it in this one, though. Like they had the preppy girl in a couple of shots, just like sneaking. If you look, <laughs> like I saw her with the biggest camera. I don't know. Oscar for best cinematography. That girl. Yeah, just shooting at a hip level and just like these gorgeous. Um I have to leave in like five minutes. Do you, if you guys want to carry on, that is fine. I will just oh, what are we at? Yeah. We're at like an we hour more. right now. I definitely got more to say. Okay. I will just But you should give your whack. You should oh, give my, your whack. My whack? Cool. I was gonna give my give my whack a a three. Um because I think it's kinda crazy. I think there's some uh good moments. I don't think it's that whack. I think, like, as we said, for the time, it's very, pretty conventional of, like, a teen girl power, girl power with quotes movie. Um, but girl there are some, like... unless you sleep with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> but there are some, like, weird 
moments like when they first go into the john tucker meeting and the like preppy girl has that weird animation that just like makes him explode um and i like that i like that i'm just like this is weird i would not expect that to just be and they're like the fact that they have like a secret like layer and like the dark like editing suite of their school mm-hmm. yeah i just think there's like a couple like weird things in it that give it like more personality beyond just being like a high school like girl power movie so i'm gonna give it a three and yeah, and also shout out to Ryan because I said I'd give him a shout out, but I'm leaving now. Shout out Ryan! Shout out Ryan! Shout thank you, Ryan. Ryan. But yeah, thank you for having me on this podcast, and I look forward to <laughs> listening to the last fifteen to forty minutes of the episode. This is to your hear what podcast. You have to, say. to the Dude, next five hours. Is, yeah, this is yours. Oh my god, I own it. <laughs> yes. Okay, you guys, I'll have to stop recording now because I'm leaving. No, it's fine. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I wanted to um, add on about that last scene. So yeah, the video message cuts out before any, and I want to also make clear, this is my favorite part of the movie because it's so absurd and weird. The Did video you set up what happened? You set it up. But I don't know what you're going to say. Oh, I'm just talking about the end of the movie. It's this big birthday bash for John Tucker, AKA Tux, AKA JT. Um, and like, it's at this like club and like literally every person in the world is here because um, obviously he's the coolest guy ever. Anyway, they storm the stage. He's given some address. Uh, I mean, I'm not good at setting things up. Can, can you just set up what happens and I'll get to what I wanted to say? At the birthday party? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're like, hey, John, time for you to cut the cake because you don't know who might be oh, yeah, in there. Too. <laughs> Two chicks in bikinis come out and they're like, John needs a spanking. And then he's just standing there with the two <laughs> girls. And then he see- his girlfriend's like in the crowd. <laughs> the girl he still thinks is his girlfriend. And he's just like, yeah. And then the girls come on stage. They're like, we have a video message for John. And they're watching it. And then it goes to this cut to this clip of Kate. Well, there's all these bizarro clips that are from the movie itself that doesn't make sense how they got there. And John's just like, whatever. And then (laughs) uh, there's cuts to a clip of Kate going, John Tucker, there's only one guy out there for me. And you are not him. And then... They cut it out and then second by second. And then she goes (laughs) and she gets the mic. Before she does anything else that would actually I wanna explain what's happening and then she she does and then Yeah. And then someone throws a drink on her. Wait, what am I doing? The part, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> that was a great description. Uh, thank you. You set up exactly where I wanted to get to, which is that, like, was it? Yeah, the end of the. the <laughs> which is basically the end here. Like, everyone on stage is admitting, like, yeah, I'm lying. And John's like, oh, yeah, I guess I was lying to people, too. And then his bros in the crowd are like, yeah, but you're the man. You get all the friggin' chicks in the world, dude. You're the man. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. I am the man. And then someone just grabs cake, throws at him. Everyone's happy and celebratory well, yeah. all of a sudden. What the hell is going on? John's like, Bumbled no, that. guys, what Why I is did so was happy? wrong. What I did that- was wrong. And then they're like, there's nothing wrong with hooking up with hot chicks, man. And then he's like, I guess you're right. And he's looks like, at Kate yeah. and he's like, it's well. True. And then Kate just throws cake at him. And everyone's like... But it should have never happened like that ever (laughs) he shouldn't have said yeah you're right right at the end there that's that's dumb (laughs) also i think that whole video of 
everything they've been filming should have been played and Kate should have just like stood there or something or came it's in late. It's bizarre because that, that it's not. Because the whole movie when they were compiling this footage I'm like oh this is gonna shoot them in the foot like later like this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna sting so bad when when Tucker finally sees this but he barely sees it and I was just like yeah. what? Why was I feeling like uh Yeah that's supposed to be what like the scenes. whole movie is leading to assumably like yeah. they're shooting this covert stuff and then now they're going to show it all and it's going to ruin his reputation no or ruin payoff. them it leads it to nothing ruin them. The rest of the video has like five crimes in it Yeah <laughs> Also the film that I would like to see is a Blair Witch style mockumentary of oh, John yeah. Tucker Must Die where we're like they comes out we're like is this real is this fake i would have loved that and it's just the documentary part and of maybe them trying to prank him well, well no it's the documentary <laughs> that she's filming the whole time oh oh yes yeah I that'd want, be kind of sick i want that that's the movie that in the america that i want to live in well i i think there's like a a version of this now that you could do where it would be kind of like a YouTube style thing where you're seeing these different pranks and there's like a narrative attached and it would be like almost like a Project X kind of movie. American John Tucker, that is something exposed, story time. Yeah, like American Vandal too, like that. Yeah, she, yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. That'd be cool. Because she does have that tech. Mm. I love, uh, that, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just like think think that the hacker girl is just not characterized at all. I not don't know why like you think archetype. she's a hacker. <laughs> she is. She, I when I think of her, I think of like reporter, or preppy. In a high school, she wears polo preppy shirts. Preppy reporter hacker. <laughs> yeah, she's the overachiever. She's, she's the smart one. She's really smart. That's you what have they say that. They say you're the smart one. One is smart. One is slutty, and one is a cheerleader. Yeah, it's the whole range. That's of all. That's not clicking, Seb. There's there's not much to like the Ashanti character, but I at least understand the archetype of mean cheerleader. I don't understand the other two at all. I think they're really weird. Well, I guess you have to watch more uh, movies. Oh, is <laughs> the vegan slut in other movies? Oh, so you've uh, never seen The Godfather? Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Al Pacino is the original vegan, vegan slut. slut yeah. I can buy. I can buy. Yeah, I can see that the preppy nerd computer whiz is a bit of. She's a not a nerd. Computer whiz, preppy, whatever, overachiever. I can see that. I, I think that the uh, quote unquote high school slut that like everyone is uh, ragging on for having sex. That's in a lot of teen movies. That's not that's not unique to this movie. She's just sure. also a vegan. Yeah, Wait, sure. she's also bl- cares about political issues. So while we're ragging on women for being sluts, we also get to rag on them for having political opinions. <laughs> it's a two in one. It's perfect for two thousand and six America. This it movie is interesting. What is you the said, film that- of the Bush era. Yeah, I think that that is. Inter- I, I think it is interesting that you said that this is like a, an artifact of 2006, and I, I don't think that that's untrue. It's just even seeing it now, and I believe seeing it at the time, it it just it's so regressive about gender and sexuality, uh, and it's such a drag for me to watch. But, Tbh, sure, but I mean, again, like 
all media from that time. I'm not excusing it. I don't think don't she? All of them. I don't okay, think so. Okay, all the media I consumed, the media targeted mean Girls toward... is not like this. I'm not talking mean about Girls me- isn't Okay. It's an empathetic movie, but that's a movie very much in this genre. No, but I'm... Aimed but, at the same audience that respects its audience and its characters. But a lot of pop culture, Mean Girls maybe being the exception, which is maybe why it's kind of stood the test of time the way it has. A lot of things that came out and that are kind of forgettable now, it's like they were kind of like put, like, forwarded this, like, archetype like women were treated in like that shitty regressive way especially teenage girls that's like so stereotypical and i'm not saying i'm for it but i think i watched so many of those movies growing up that it's like i kind of watched them in this weird anthropology way where i'm like let me examine these the culture of Mm -hmm. um the people from 2006 (laughs) <laughs> it's a good thing we've moved on from that as a culture. Anyway, my movie next week is Jurassic World, where is it? Uh, if you're a professional woman, you suck, and if you are a traditionally feminine feminine woman, you suck, and if you don't have kids, you are a monster. Ooh. <laughs> the, oh, the actual viewpoint of that movie. Yeah, I'm not saying things have gotten amazingly better. I'm just saying it was, like, really cool to be, like, a sexist bro in 2006, that's all. Definitely got creds for that. But Um, this movie isn't, like, uh, I'm not saying, like, you couldn't make a movie that's a critique of those attitudes or whatever. I think the movie just completely pushes those attitudes. And I don't think it's that means it's unworthy of study or taking seriously or or even that you shouldn't like it. I just think it's bad. (laughs) I don't think it's bad. fully i think it's there are things there are elements i just find it like interesting and maybe you don't and that's okay i don't like cowboy movies except brokeback mountain (laughs) which i watched right after john tucker must die and now it makes it really hard for me to care about any movie that isn't brokeback mountain (laughs) the um the preppy girl says this is for every guy out there who's ever lied to any girl uh, that's like a quote, and I feel that's what the movie is pretty much. But I just don't, I just don't like how they go about getting back at John Tucker. Um, well, because they, like, yeah, I don't know. The the ways are just like you're throwing estrogen in the shit, bro. <laughs> All of that, like that was. Just and it also, I, it's I like their even... idea of like the ultimate revenge is to subject him to like elements of womanhood. Where yeah, it's yeah. Like, make him less of a man. The like, movie's but, literally but, like try, they're trying to claim this empowerment story while also saying the least empowering thing you can be is a woman who feels yeah. emotions and wears thongs. Yeah, and it, it's their main objective was to make him undateable, but there are so many other ways that you can do that that are funny and like not or weird. interesting. Yeah, like. Just I was like, this feels like a crime, and it's also very weird. Like, I don't know. He's not even gonna catch you too, so the stakes weren't that high. I was just like, what the fuck are you doing, this guy? Like, you could you could do so many other things, like just make a a news post or about him. Also, do I would just like to say that <laughs> estrogen isn't this magical yeah, that'd crush thing. Him. Make a news post. <laughs> like estrogen a... doesn't just make you want to eat chocolate and cry. I'm just I don't gonna think say it, that. I don't think it does a lot of what 
John Tucker was doing on that court. I I feel like there's a way this movie could have gone where it's like a kind of cool, observed thing about high school and they're kind of playing different cliques off each other. Or they could, it could have gone really extreme and they're like committing crimes and it's like a like kind of out there revenge movie like Heathers or something. That's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But it really bulls down the middle where, to me, like beyond the sexism, just feels kind of like a sitcom. Like they do a very mild thing to inconvenience him and he bounces back from it and then they do another one. Like a basketball. It's just he very like low stakes. And it's, huh? He bounces like a basketball. Yeah. He bounces I mean, back up like, like a basketball. Right. Basketball. Oh, but did we not yeah, love the ba- scene where all the basketball players are wearing G-strings and they can do flips in the air? For yeah. the- More players should wear thongs. Like, They'd be good at can basketball. Can I just say that this movie was clearly bros. written by a man because thongs are not a magical tool that help you do things? They're pretty awful. Just I, <laughs> I heard it's like... It's like giving your best friend a ride in a silk hammock. <laughs> I heard that too, actually. I, when I do, I think good lines. Literally, oh, I got a good line. I got a good line. Someone who has never worn a thong could make thongs this magical thing that liberate you in some. <laughs> He's here for a layover, looking for someone to lay over. Awful. That's uh, a <laughs> that. That's just bars. Like that. She that's, said that to it, her mom. <laughs> And her mom is actually like, you know, pretty clever, but uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Imagine, imagine writing that line in a script and then the next line is, that is clever. It is clever. Hey, well, if that thanks, was sung in chat. I feel like that's funny. I, I like when like a character acknowledges that the other character just said something <laughs> really weird. Yeah. But it's not a good joke. It's not a good wordplay. It's not clever. It's bad. <laughs> No, she's like, because he's a pilot, and he's, he's here for a layover, it. and he's <laughs> looking for simple. someone to lay over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hearing it again, I do understand You it. still like it? Still. <laughs> do I like it? Oh, I got another great line. I got it. This is... <laughs> uh, this... <laughs> okay, remember when uh, the quote-unquote slut of the group um the vegan. Sh- is showing her how the to vegan? kiss is showing her how to kiss and then there's a guy outside that goes <laughs> yeah. holy joe mama kiss her again do it he definitely <laughs> doesn't say holy joe mama i would say he definitely says holy joe mama he does say like that. holy ma whole ma- like he says something weird <laughs> he says like holy joe mama he does not say Holy Joe Mama. No one Go back that. and look at it. I'll put... I'll, he does okay, I'm going to edit in the line right here. I'm going to put it in, and you'll see that he says Holy Joe Mama. I'm actually going to listen to this. I'm at the edge of my seat. <laughs> As you um, who, listen to every episode. Holy Joe Mama. Kiss her again. Do it. Who? I love yes. my favorite part is when Beth the vegan is in the back of the truck and she finds a bra in the back of his truck and she's like pissed and then she sees it's 100% hemp and she's like <laughs> takes it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty uh, funny. Who are we taking from this? Her. She's the I best. Think we one. have her answer right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we cool. all seem to like her better than everyone else. I like her, but I also think the preppy girl has a lot to bring to the table. She has a lot of mm. skills, but she, yeah, she's got a lot of skills. She's not one of her skills is not having a screen presence. I would say, mm. Mm. "Hey yo, get her." 
Okay. <laughs> Seb, you don't gotta go so hard. This Sorry. is Hannah's favorite movie. Why are you being so mean? That's Sorry. let's for the record, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I know Hannah thinks this is the best movie of all time, so I will ease up. I know bit. Seb only likes movies where with uh cops or cowboys. Again. What have I started? I'm sorry. <laughs> Break it up, uh, guys. John, I mean, why don't we get John Tucker on our team, you know, for morale? Mm. Yeah, he's invincible. Off, he's hot. He, he, he brushes can back from anything. everything up. He can bounce <laughs> yeah. back. He is maybe the greatest basketball player of all time. His introduction <laughs> is that he does like a between the legs dunk in game. And then later, he does a somersault dunk. That I don't even know if that's physically possible. That's what the thought. It is if you're wearing a G-string. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Um, the, also, that's the incredible. one point where he's talking to be the Kate. NBA. He's talking to Kate and he has the basketball in his hand and he's like, I'm not going to score unless you go on a date <laughs> yeah. with me. I'm not going to score. And then he sinks it. What an asshole. Oh, that, I actually that thought that moment kind of worked. Yeah, but it's like, what? I can't imagine someone doing this in real life. Like, this situation is so annoying to me. Like, yeah, no, it doesn't prom- make it sense. Promposal vibes. Most NBA games. But within, <laughs> but within the movie I th- and the world that's set up, I thought that worked okay. Yeah. Okay see that honestly My like that guy defense. should be the top ranked high school recruit that guy should be drafted number one overall uh put him in the nba also okay. that guy can that. double jump i bet you yeah. that <laughs> if sleepy threw one of his knives at him he'd just jump over it <laughs> he has he's, the power to appear as if he's just jumped on a trampoline from off camera he's invisible. <laughs> i'm saying I, plus I'm he's got team- a boat his parents are loaded. Hell. Yeah. He never took me on that boat. I'm Team John Tucker. She must be special. Not morally, but for the team. <laughs> well, it's... We're going to only take that quote from this. I'm Team John Tucker. You're going to get canceled. <laughs> no, no, Sorry. no, no, no. <laughs> but guys, it depends on what our team is doing. We don't know yet, though. Okay, so then what do we say? Do we want John or do we want the vegan slut? I want the vegan slut. I kind of want the vegan slut too. It's John all the way. I'm also thinking John. I just think he has a lot of... He probably brings more score or skills to the... Oh, he definitely brings more score. He's going to be scoring more than baskets (laughs) if we have him on this team. (laughs) Yeah, maybe him and Sleepy will, uh, you know. But his biggest, his wow. he his kryptonite is uh, male social peer pressure. Mm. So I think he'd be mm. susceptible to that. Anyone would just have to say, "Hey, John, your abs are looking a little small," and he'd be like, "Oh." Well, let's think about this. We have a marching band. We saw his ability with a cheerleading team. I think his powers would increase exponentially if he had a whole marching band True. on his side. That's but he's going to turn them against each other because he's going to be dating every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah, even think about guys, the infighting. can't trust him. You're right. He's a liar. And he he's is good. a liar. Wait, do we really want a liar on our team? Get him off. Mm. I'm team vegan. Go on a different liar. Vote a vegan slut 2020. Okay, fine. Aye. 
Are we raising our hands to vote? Honest... It's a very non-audio thing to do. Look, you guys, <laughs> if the world was run by more vegan sluts, we'd live in a better place. <laughs> Period. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Yeah. It is. I kind of like the farting scene. I... That felt really sick. <laughs> okay. I hated that she was in there. I what was, was like, please get out. In the locker room? When she yeah, got farted just some locker room talk, you know? Just farting. <laughs> when they said, and I quote, uncork it and pork it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Yeah. It seems like mixing metaphors, too. Yeah, what's the... So you uncork You're porking a, a bottle wine of- bottle, and then I guess you would... <laughs> It was disgusting. <laughs> Look, I guys, never maybe never want to be in a locker room. No one ever said that John oh, was I've been the in man so when it came rooms, to knowledge of female anatomy. So Do you want to do whack numbers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, can I say one other thing? <laughs> oh, <heck> yeah. <laughs> Two other things. Say Sorry, as many other things as you want to say. Okay. The ledge balcony thing freaked me out. Being on a ledge at a hotel is the scariest thing in the world because i I was at i was at a hockey tournament once and uh someone went from one of the rooms to the other room via ledge and it was like icy outside uh and he almost like he like slipped and had to like grab the like railing and almost fell to like his death he was on like the 10th floor and it's like the stupidest thing I've ever seen anybody you ever saw do. It? No, I didn't see it. I just heard about it after. But it's like that's the stupidest thing. Yeah. Oh my god. So that brought me back uh, to that memory. I just wanted to point that out. Um, just um, I felt was like also I had to say it to someone. As someone who's scared of heights, I was very terrified. I was like, you high school people, do you know that this person could die walking over to your room? Um, but. It did seem really wide. I don't know. During that scene, I was looking at like what he was gonna be like, yeah, walking on, true. but that like looked like a whole platform that he could walk on. So, John Tucker is safe for now. <laughs> he can John do Tucker anything. Must be safe. Guys, he was wearing a g-string. His flexibility is insane. You yeah. don't understand. That's true. He just have to do a backward it, somersault. It's so. wild to me that he snuck into the room of a teacher in his underwear, and the big story was what kind of underwear he was wearing. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to get expelled or... Yeah, he should have gotten expelled. No, he's Or at least it's like, loaded. that should be a... The scandal, and even the thing that goes around the students, should be that he was in his underwear in a teacher's room. Yeah. But she clearly didn't want him there. Yeah, so that's like even more of a crime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, and then the one other thing I well, wanted to say... Well, it's more of a crime on his part. But, yeah. right. The one other thing I wanted to say was that I I really liked the... Um, how the narration at the start of the film went into the spelling bee stuff, where it's like, loser. I'm a loser. L-O-S-E-R. That was a funny gag. Except you shaked your head. <laughs> Why? That was funny. Why would they be spelling loser in a spelling bee? It just all that seems so contrived. There's another it's a one movie. too. Because it's a movie. I don't know. It just <laughs> felt like. Uh, look I mean, why would they be spelling loser at a spelling bee? What do you mean? Hey, you see Taylor Kitsch in that opening sequence. It's a fantastical he's pretty, opening he's pretty, he's pretty to bad. a movie. 
Yeah, Although not they, a fantastical movie. The opening narration also reminded me of the technique at the start of uh, Mean Girls. Not that it's like that's the only movie to do an opening narration, but considering everything else this movie, John's from Mean Girls, uh, it was just <laughs> When like, did Mean Girls come out? When, when did John like Two years before this. Out? Yeah, what the... Is John's... <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know, but this movie really jawned a lot of the beats for Mean Girls and really tucked them up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do this joke again. <laughs> like, John's doesn't rhyme with, like, steel. Well, I wasn't saying steel. I was saying John's. <laughs> Takes? No John's, okay? No John's. You're right. Hmm. Numbers. Uh, <laughs> Hannah, you look shocked right now. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll, I guess I'll go. Um, yeah, I think this movie was was a pretty whack one. I had a fun time watching it, but there's a lot of shit in it that uh, they handle weird. Uh, very, very <laughs> weird. But I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a four. Four on the wacko. Seb. Um. That was me putting it in. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I usually, as I've said before, like to reserve my high wax for movies that I feel like are doing something really uh, different. And um, I think that this film is certainly whack in a lot of uh, uh, ethical ways, as we've uh, discussed. <laughs> but I do think that, personally, I kind of feel like it johns a lot of the beats for me. <laughs> Stop! You can't do it again! I give it a one. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, so that was uh, Nara had a three, uh, Funky had a four, Seb had a three, I had a one. Had a... Oops, sorry, I messed it up. I gotta start again. <laughs> Okay, so um, Nara had a three, Funke had a four, Seb had a three. No, keep the sounds going, please. Yeah, I had a one, and I had a four. Let's so talk about it. Divide that by five. Okay, that brings us in at a <clears throat> three, which I believe is the highest so far in uh, the whack pack. Oh, you have the ring, or what is it? The the belt? the belt so far but next week we're bringing on a guest to talk about a special movie that might get a high score who knows did nara do one herself no not yet oh she's gonna do uh bill and ted oh yes spoiler alert and next week is what do we want to tell the people next week we're doing the movie that funke thought we were doing this week <laughs> F -f 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 fast five and if you haven't seen it people out there you don't have to watch the first four You'll get i was gonna ask you this no please watch the first four well i think one, one two, of and them three is great are, i think one and three are great i think two is pretty good and i think four is not very good i wouldn't even go one is great but i like it a lot i like one i like i like one a lot how about hobbs and shaw yeah that one's okay yeah it's bad there's a cool there's a cool set piece where he's like pulling a, a plane like, and a truck together. Yeah. How about Watson and Holmes? Ooh. Holmes and Watts. 
Whatever, sorry. That's about, the one with uh, Will. Calvin and What the Hobbs. fuck is that guy's name? <laughs> what about, about Calvin and Harris? What about Mario and Luigi? What about Calvin and Hobbs? What about Luigi and Waluigi? What about Calvin Klein? That's not a famous duo. Mm. What about You Klein? think Calvin Klein? So should we end this the way we ended? When does How does the movie end? Oh, what did you guys all think? I mean, we pretty much did take a walk down Whack Actor Avenue, but what was the wackest performance for you real quick? Wackest performance. Uh... No one's doing that much. I think Penn Badgley is bad. And there's a part where He's he so like spills something. And he does such a bad job that I thought he was like pretending to spill it. You know what I mean? Like I thought his character oh, was making a joke. Oh, but he actually wasn't in the film. He's like, oh, oh, it looks like I <laughs> peed myself. God. Uh, um, I think uh, I agree with Hannah that Brittany Snow is pretty good, doing her best with the kind of underwritten part. Brittany Snow, she's the main character. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I think she was charming. Like she had personality. What's the name of the vegan Sophia Bush? I think she's good. Mm. Doing her best. The uh the teachers, the two teachers we saw, the coach and I guess the one that uh Tucker walked in to. Uh I thought they were very over the top and good. I really yeah. like it. performances, maybe. I, I thought that the coach had such a funny, weird performance. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Oh Tucker, <laughs> I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> and it, I kind of liked that it it almost felt like he was in his own like high school basketball movie. <laughs> Coach Carter. Yeah. Like, like, the stakes yeah, are yeah, so much that. higher than the movie ever lets us know. And he's like, yeah. my main guy, he's eating chocolate. <laughs> and he's sensitive. What's wrong with him? You know, there's also that like bald teacher. Who like walks by he's like, and hey. sees them like talking for a second and he comes in oh, and he's yeah. like, cut it out. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was funny. Oh, also, that was really funny. Also, when wait, was that the same scene where she was saying her name? Or that guy had hair, I think. A teacher came in when they were in detention and she was like, Oh, my name is and he was like, Stop talking. She was like, Oh no, but my name is Oh yeah. He was like, Stop. <laughs> that scene was really funny too. When that happened in the movie, I was like, have we like not heard her name yet? Is this gonna be yeah, like a I running also thing? thought that. I but then they like say never it, like, heard it. Yeah, right after. And then like, even oh, though okay. they don't hear her name, they all know her address. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. I thought it was, and also, yeah, I don't want to pick nits right now, but I just thought it was, uh, whatever. No, I don't even give a shit. Do it. I know. I don't like ragging on movies, especially for like those these tiny things. Pick I don't even a want nit. To I don't want to. <laughs> okay, should we end this podcast? I need to pick a fight with Funke first. We have to throw so cake I... at each other. Can we, guys? So we have fight, fight everyone. Yeah, uh, so next week we're talking about Fast Five, and uh, thank you to Emma Kudlack for the art and to Ian Mills for the music. You can go to at InsomniacFest on Instagram, uh, Insomniac underscore Fest on Twitter, InsomniacFestival.com, and any of those places you can learn about Insomniac Film Festival and also see more episodes of Is It Whack? Subscribe to us on your favorite service. Rate us. <laughs> Tell your friends. Oh, yeah. uh, subscribe yeah. to us Please. on your least favorite service. Share Please. us on your social platform. Of if you're course. listening, literally send us an ad and we will shout you out. Yes, like, yes, true. You we could even on, send us hate us mail and we would still... <laughs> we will read as... it out and talk about it. Yeah. If you give us any kind of comment... <laughs> 
review. Like it could be the meanest thing in the world. We will share it proudly because it just means yeah. that someone is out there. Even if you message us asking us know. to join the pyramid <laughs> scheme you're a member of, we'll, we'll join still it. We'll give join you it. a shout out. I'll join it. Okay, yeah. we'll join it. <laughs> we'll do anything, okay? We'll do anything for you. Please, please, just please tell us you're listening. We'll do anything. Do you need us to paint your fence? We'll do it. We're pretty good. Do you need good us, at to, it. Pay us to paint your rent? We'll do it. To paint your rent. Okay, let's back up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. We have the movie. Was the movie oh, oh, and we're the, all revealed to have been wearing. Thongs. And she was a legend. Remember it? And she's like, yes. and the girl who, oh, and right. the table she's sitting at are random people. They're not even the friends from the movie. Because she's that cool now. What yeah. is the joke supposed to be in the like the thing during the credits where they cut to Japan and it's like. These three people are seeing he him went viral. in his thong photo. He went viral. The went funniest viral. thing you could do in the mid-2000s oh, was, was cut to Japan. That's happened in multiple movies we've seen, I swear. They love to do it. Has that not... Happens in Truman Show. Oh, yeah. Well, they're cutting to a oh. lot of places in Truman Did that happen Show. in Hackers, too? Or no, they were just... Yes, yes, it did. Uh... Hacking. To get... They were on the same team, but whatever. They're cutting all around the world, yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of comedies where it's like, oh, look, the action has spread around the world. And this culture we don't understand has embraced our character. Isn't that absurd? Yeah. It did feel like that. It did feel like that. Yeah, let's say that line again, the legend thing. Oh, and the girl who something who John... Brought t- this movie to the podcast. She Ooh. became a legend. Oh, yeah. I'll keep you. <laughs> Oh, this is like the slow reprise at the end. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.